Hey folks, welcome back. It's a good life, babe.com. Jeff and Joel's Tales from New Orleans, episode 158. as much level as you get out of that yeah, thing? Yeah, I know. God, Welcome damn, back, man. everybody. Episode 158. Google Jeff and Joel's Tales from New Orleans. Google Chromebook. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, we're going to have to fix that. Andy's headphones aren't working. We've got Paul here. We've got AP here. We've got yeah. I, I think I may here. have found the problem. Yeah. That's the problem. But <laughs> mo- most importantly, we have to get... We have Griper here. We have friends of... Uh, our friends from Amsterdam here. But we have to quickly get to Little Homie. What's up, buddy? Hey guys, hello everyone and greetings from the town of Puerto Escondido in the southern state of Oaxaca in Mexico. Alright, Tango and Lapis Amarillo and happy Jazz Fest to everybody out there except for me of course because I'm not fucking there this year and as I was just saying, no matter what paradise I'm in or the wonderful life that I'm leading, traveling around the world, I'm bombing that I'm not at Jazz Fest right now and I miss you guys, that is for sure. How's everybody doing today? Good. Doing great. Joel, you can talk. Uh, oh, it's fine. Homie, <laughs> yeah. homie, I uh, hold, hold on one second. I miss you, buddy. I miss you too. I really do, JJ. And I'm sorry that we haven't talked in so long. And even after this, I'm going to call you separately so that we can catch up. But because I have to start work in a few fucking minutes, and JJ, I'm going to blow off the errand I was going to run, which was to score some cheap Mexican weed. It cost ah. $3 for something that's that's more than a quarter down here and it's okay but it's pretty cheap I'm going to blow it off and straight get some bongets for tonight and then score the weed tomorrow so I can talk to you guys right now that's mighty that's a mighty gracious of you yeah thank you (laughs) you see what I'm sacrificing yes you're a a sacrificial lamb little homie everyone knows that about you yeah totally this town this town that I'm in you guys of Puerto Escondido which was it used to be a small fishing village and then when it was discovered it was on the Mexican surfing pipeline became this surfing expat community and is now kind of a vacation spot for people all over the world and local Mexicanos and everything like that it's an absolute paradise I have this two bedroom house right now that's right near the spiral stone staircase that winds down the cliffside the Playa Carrizalillo where the horseshoe shaped outcropping of rock extends like a kilometer into the ocean forming this incredible natural bay, the best swimming that you could ever do in your life, the best beach for swimming that I've ever been in in my life. My typical evening is I'm like a kilometer out in the ocean swimming around watching the sunset while the jet skiers and the surfers are going by and it's absolute paradise out there and this house, you know, I'm getting on the cheap, the sweet two-bedroom house that any and all of you are invited to come down after Jazz Fest and eat some tacos and do some swimming. I think this is the time for me to step in and note that this episode is sponsored by the Puerto Escondido Tourism Board. <laughs> you can be reached at com. That's visitapuerto.com. It's actually sponsored by the Cheap Mexican Weed Board. Did I mention that it only costs three bucks for like a quarter of weed? Did I, did I mention that, you guys? And again, because I kind of have to cram all this in right this second. Griper! Wheeler! Let me just shout that out really quickly. But let me also cram in because I want to deliver some, some important news that I know Andrew, because I talked to him on the phone uh, a few days ago, has heard about already. But tomorrow... My Mexican representative, called my Preston Nombre, who's going to be the executor of my estate down here, is meeting with the lawyer to sign the contract on the piece of beachfront property 
that I'm buying down here. What? Very long story, very short. I, I met this crazy, crazy British dude, the six-year-old dude. We used to be on the national you're, you're boxing like team of Britain, and I had, I had to take a few punches in the on them, but it was worth it because when we went out partying and got hammered on mezcal, which I've been doing much too much of, and I'm kind of in the grips of a brutal mezcal hangover right now because I drank a shitload while I was watching the basketball last night, but this old British dude, like 15 years ago, brought, bought this huge stretch of land where there was nothing and no prospects, and then a few years ago, they built this giant condo complex nearby that brought in the road, that brought in the electricity, and now he's selling off the land and while we were hammered, he made me this crazy offer. Everyone that I know down here, including my representatives, confirmed that this crazy offer. And I'm buying this fucking piece of land tomorrow, right on the beach, about Come 15 on. minutes outside of town. And my fantasy, beyond like flipping what? in and making money, is that this is the beginning of our Oaxacan empire for the Oak Street crew. And yes, after them, Phil, you are part of the Oak Street crew, even though you just arrived on the scene, you weren't there for the glory days of Amsterdam, but you're a very cool guy in spite of your height and the inverse relationship between my personality. And Phil, I, I still fucking love you guys, and that's why I'm thinking that I'm gonna build a house on this property and it's gonna be a place that all of us could come to for the rest of our lives and like spend time down here in Mexico and spend a couple months down here and it's an absolute fucking paradise right on the beach and it fell into my lap because I met this crazy British dude and I'm getting an amazing price and I hope that the contract is signed tomorrow. So that's the biggest piece of news outside of my swimming and taco eating and chasing the Mexican ladies and the other things that I'm trying to do down here. Uh, that's the most important thing that's going on and I'm, I'm here until May 22nd, then I'm flying to LA, to Los Angeles for a week to hang with Andrew and our buddy Jetto out Shout there. Shout out to Jetto. And then, Jetto. I'm, flying, yeah, then I'm, flying to, uh, I'm flying to Bangkok on May 28th after a week in LA, and I'm gonna be out here for like three, four months before I return to the States to go to my bro kid brother's wedding in New Jersey at the end of September, and our buddy Danny's bar mitzvah of his son in New Orleans at the beginning of November, at which point... Let me ask you something. Do you have any friends down there to talk to, Ivan? Is this like the first time you've like, <laughs> communicated with anyone in a while? This is the first time I've talked English in a long time, porque necesito aprender más español cada día. But no, I'm just trying to cram it all in, and you might have known from the past that I am capable of talking a mile a minute, and I'm just using that skill right this second. But uh, I'm going to pause right now to field any questions, comments, concerns, or donations. Ivan, I, I, Ivan, is there a is there a is there a cabana or a house on this property that you're buying already? No, this is just this is just a piece of beachfront property right now. To, to tell you about like what some of the construction costs are here, people tell me that if you spend like if you spend like fifty thousand bucks on a house, you get a giant mansion. You know, a gotcha. story four-bedroom via with a pool and everything. I know this other guy, he just built a little cabana. It's like a bungalow with a bedroom yeah. and a living room sure. and everything like that. And that cost him 5,000 bucks to build. So right. That might be the first thing I do on this plan, just to have something to crash in before building a real house. An initial cabana followed by maybe, you know, uh, $10,000 shares sold amongst <laughs> five different people. Yeah, exactly, exactly. That's why, you know, picture I'm passing around a metaphorical hat right now to all you guys because, you know, I'm getting the first job done and I'm buying the fucking land, so 
all of you well-to-do people, I'm sure it's shifted a little bit so that we have a, a fantasy paradise down yeah. in Mexico, you know? I figured I'd help you uh, take it the next step, Ivan, so, there, you know? So, no, <laughs> I've, put it I out there. I, I got good. one it question for you. to me. Buddy, I got one question uh, for you. Can, can't hear you the what, what could possibly go wrong with this? Are there are there any well, potential pitfalls it, with this scheme? Uh, I think everything is going to be okay now. There have been some obstacles. Long, long story short, this crazy British guy that I met, he's never been the official owner legally on paper of the land. <laughs> even though he bought it 15 years ago, it's been held in caretaking form by this crazy mogul down here named Marco Busiago, who owns like half the town. And it's, oh. it's caused no pitfalls. It's like Sydney Torres. Just, 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 just to clarify, we were tomorrow. Uh, we're signing away uh, some chunk of money uh, to a guy who you signed a paper in Spanish, who's your representative in the executive of your estate, and that executor is going to buy a piece of property from somebody who never really owned it. I just want to be clear on all that. No, because. Because now tomorrow the person in the meeting is going to be the guy that really owns it, not the British guy. I mean, I oh, I see. I see. Property in Louisiana to sell you. That's smart. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, that's okay. Um, I'll buy it. I'll buy it. it no, it's all working yesterday. out because <laughs> it's uh, very. It, it's almost impossible to hear what you guys are saying. But I will try and respond to say that uh, I made it through those obstacles. The actual owner of the land, this crazy mogul, is going to be in the office tomorrow. It's all agreed upon, and uh, the contract's going to be signed, and the receipt's going to be given. Yeah, I did take a bit of a risk at the beginning and doing this, but it is working out, and I'm getting a crazy price that, according to everyone, is like a fraction of the current market price, let alone that this area of land is really on the rise that's going to be developed a lot over the next few years. And the just just do me one favor, I've Check for Trump Organization stationery, okay? <laughs> Check for what? Trump Organization stationery. Trump organization station. I could do that. We don't talk about Trump down here. We don't even talk. First of all, anytime I say I'm from America, they say, this is America. Why do you Americans say that? Because it's the United States. So uh, I pretend if someone starts to bring up Trump down here, normally I say, hey, I don't know what you're talking about, and I pretend like I'm from Canada. <laughs> 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 because you don't, you don't, you don't, you don't want to admit that you're from the country that all you guys are in right this second. Even though you're at the greatest music festival in the world, you're still in a very fucked up country that uh, we should all pretend like we're from some other place. But, but seriously, and what I opened with at the yeah. beginning of the spiel, I, I am really, really bumming that I'm not down there with you guys right now. I love all you guys. I miss you guys. I miss the music desperately. Uh, you know, when I finally get back to New Orleans, we will go to the Maple Leaf and hit the penis together many, many times. I hope. But uh, you know, some, I won't be at the Ma traffic. you know I won't be at the Maple Leaf, right? Oh, you will you be face face first in the bathroom, Joe? Because that's your <laughs> favorite place, and I know that you love the bathroom. We'll talk more about that. But um, you know, I got a few more months of traveling ahead of me right now, and I'm excited about going back to Asia and seeing all my people out there. Spending a few months goofing around Thailand and Cambodia. But um, I'm also excited about this property and making this investment and the possibility of actually building something on it that we could all spend some time at and stuff like that. And I think uh, any and all of you would love this place down here because it really is an absolute paradise of 
you know, incredibly beautiful, incredibly cheap, amazing beaches. This beach that I live right near is the best beach I ever went to in my life. You know, and I go there practically every single day. And there's a lot of cool people down here. And it is like a surfing expat community. So hopefully uh, we'll be able to spend some time down here together in the future. But first I need to return I, to New Orleans yeah. and, uh, and not move back into my house on St. Anne Street where the no. government was paying uh-huh. half my rent for five years. Uh-huh. Even though it was a great deal. Can't fucking take shotgun living ever again in my entire life. Please live, listen to episode one thirty three or whatever number it Call is. Back. <laughs> hey, homie, I got a proposition for you, bro. Um, it's a good life, babe.com. Jeff Jules tells from New Orleans is going to Bonnaroo this year, and we're looking for a sponsor. And if you were to give us ten thousand bucks to underwrite our trip. We would then promote your Mexican property for your investors on those podcasts. <laughs> Perhaps the drunk British mogul. Fucking great, great idea. <laughs> I, I mean, we might need to reduce it. We might need to reduce it to ten thousand baht in the Thai currency, but we'll talk uh, oh, about I that see. later. <laughs> Unfortunately, check that um, conversion rate. I see somebody. that I have to. I see I have to begin work in three minutes right now. Okay. So uh, we've had enough. We've had enough of you, Ivan. It's all good. Yeah, that's fine. No, you guys go talk your boring talk and pretend to crack a couple jokes now without me. Everything will be okay. But uh, I do love you guys, and uh, I'm sorry I'm not there, Jazz Fest. I wish that I was partying with you tonight. Bayou Gypsies, the Hendrix cover tribute that we always do every year at DBA starts at 2 o'clock tonight. Okay. <laughs> that is a pretty awesome gig. I was just discussing that with Philip earlier on. I think we're going to head down. They always have like a million million guests come up. You know, it starts with Roosevelt Collier and Tony Hall and Terrence Higgins. (laughs) expands from there. And, you know, everyone that's left by like 4 or 5 in the morning um, has a good buzz. Isn't that the most important thing? It's really jazz stuff. It's about music, but Andrew knows as well as I do. It's really I thought you had to go to work, man. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck, dude. I'm going right now. Stop I'm monopolizing right the fucking guys. podcast. Jesus Christ. Uh, I, I'm finished. Okay. Go catch some okay. barrels, bro. I love you. We love, love you, buddy. You, we love you, buddy. Good luck with that I, property I, then. I, I love you guys. I'll talk to you all soon. Take care. Okay. okay. Bye, homie. Little homie. Little homie. <laughs> See ya. <laughs> He's still going. That is something. That is something. Um, Beachfront property? There's going to be... What could possibly go wrong with that? Yeah, yeah. $10,000, $5,000 shares, man. You know? It's going to be the... It's going to be the... It's the opportunity of a lifetime. (laughs) (laughs) So, folks, we're back. Episode 158. (laughs) (laughs) It's a good life. I'm Jeff and Jules. Tell us from New Orleans. Midweek Jazz Fest All-Star episode. Uh, we've got uh, Amsterdam Philip at the table. We've got Cousin Annie at the table. Of course, Jeff DeVille and Griper at the table. What's up, Grapes? Oh, man. Shaky at best. Shaky at best. At best. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's as it should be. That's not bad. Yeah. That's not the worst. That's how we feel. So. Were, yeah. sure. were you here last week or were you on the road? Uh, no, I've been working this entire time. I've been okay. DBA for whenever, however long. <laughs> 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 so if you're shaky at best, what's the worst? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> like deteriorating from the inside in your darkest soul yeah, parts? Pretty much, man. <laughs> 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 or about to do that Hendrix show tonight. 
That means I'm going to be at the club till 6 in the morning again. Oh, oh Lord. Shit. Yeah. Damn. It's a long haul. It's a long haul. It's a long haul, man. <clears throat> yeah. It's a young man's game. You were uh, a little rough around the edges <clears throat> coming into the hospital the other day. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think the doc took notice. Was it Zito? Zito oh, was there. Was Zito. Zito was oh, there. Oh, Mr. Griper, I have a seat over here. He was like, friend's looking a little rough there. <laughs> the, other, the other patients were looking at you like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, did, I did go to charity hospital once when our mutual friend uh, got stabbed, mm. and they put me on an IV drip. <laughs> not even kidding. Like, they were like, dude. <laughs> oh my God. They're like, you're clearly dehydrated, bro. <laughs> we can't release you. And they just put me right next to her, you know? Like in the, yes. the bed next yes. to Giovanna. Oh, yeah, yeah, sure. It's yeah, like yeah. Oh my God. I know. That's hilarious. Well, not the stabbing. It's not, not the hilarious. stabbing's not hilarious, no. nor is the, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was midsummer New Orleans, like when you get, like, everyone took, like, I don't know mushrooms or acid that night or something. Mushrooms, yeah. In midsummer New Orleans, this is a like tradition. July, which is <laughs> like a thing. Yeah, the mushroom month. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> what it's known as. Well, we were just so <laughs> miserable, you know. And then, like a buddy of mine, Jason Varnavort, uh, Varnador, came up to me and was like, "Yo, Giovanna's been stabbed. Let's go to the hospital." So we get on a bike, and I shit you not, he and I like ride the bike together like I'm on the handlebars and he's biking and we bike Sweet. all the way to charity which is where yeah. now where you're getting treatment right so That's it's right. a long fucking bike ride yeah yeah and so by the time I get there the IV they're just like dude we gotta get you some <laughs> fluids <laughs> bro uh. Uh, that's funny. No fucking joke. I think, uh, all kidding aside, that July should be Mushroom Month if, in New Orleans. <laughs> if you think about it, like there's a lot of rain. It's really hot and sweltering. You know, the cow patties are really fertile at that time, right? You know, isn't that like the it's, time that you go and get them? It's the right? most mushroomy time of year. That it that's, is the most that's, mushroomy. That's most absolutely most clear. Mushroomy time of the year. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I couldn't get the reverb on it. Oh, you got it. Yeah. Damn it! There you got it is. It, yeah. uh-huh. <laughs> so what's up, you guys? Yeah, what's going on? Amsterdam and Philip, what's up? Uh, Look, I gotta, I gotta, Amsterdam and Philip. You're one of our most cherished friends and of the show, and friends in life. Yep. And I got here today, um, and you were exchanging with Jeff a collection of <laughs> records and I was just my mind was blown at what was what, what I was witnessing as I was like settling in here yeah I mean, do you guys want to talk about that at all yeah it's like a post uh, World War II historical trip through the landscape of Dutch pop music yep, really? that's yeah what, that's what it is yeah awesome. yeah so I thought you know coming from one of the most crappy uh, music countries in the world you know the country that gave you um no 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 there's no limit one of our best songs a modern classic um i thought you know to give like a new orleans musician uh, a really precious gift uh, I thought I might 
find like five decent records in the whole of yes. Dutch history. Yeah. And then the project, you know, got a little bit bigger and I ended up at about 20, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, so it starts out in the early 60s. Uh, we had some decent beat bands back then. Yes. We actually had the Golden Earrings and the Golden Earring, same band, different right. era. Yeah, yeah. Um, some, some, some Dutch drug addicts. Um, yes. Some yeah. suicide candidates. Uh, yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Always good for some rock. Yeah. yeah. Well, we. Golden Earring, the Twilight Zone, Golden Earring? Uh, yeah, Radar Love. Yeah. yeah. I got yeah. the Radar Love Dutch? album. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Huh? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. we had one true uh, rocker, uh, Herman Brode. Yes. And he was like. Um, uh, used a lot of drugs all the time, uh, paid every uh, bar and restaurant bill by making a little, um, uh, well, pictures, you know, he just, he wouldn't have any money on him, but he said, well, I'm, not, I'm an artist, so I'll draw you something up. And then he left the bar and he eventually uh, jumped off the roof of the Amsterdam Hilton nice. when, he, uh, when he had enough. But that's one of the best records uh, ever made in Holland. Spritz yeah. by Herman Brode and his Wild Romance. So I got you that. Yes. And some yes. modern stuff uh, with some like Turkish Dutch uh, stuff. And Which some, looks great. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So it's. Um, but also uh, an artist uh, from Suriname originally, right? Yeah, called uh, Typhoon. Yes. He's a Dutch Suriname rapper, uh-huh. a bit of a poetic rapper. Uh, uh Love is the Boss. Yes. Um, so yeah. Um, there might be some stuff to enjoy. Yeah, good. I hope it's, so. It's all on vinyl too, so I have to go. I have to get a record player. Yeah, yeah. I thought. Yeah, we. Um, I thought I. You know, you gotta get set some goals in life, and that's uh, right. That's one. You're of a Baton Rouge club. Might yeah. have. Uh, uh, you know, you might spin some vinyl there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Definitely. And I just definitely. went to Baton Rouge, and uh-huh. um, they are. I mean. There's not too much uh, Dutch pop music in the bars. Oh, in the bars, yeah. yeah. So you you'd get quite an angle. I, I could you know, commercially. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. That's definitely <laughs> going to give me a leg up. Yeah. You know, we have Dutch pop music night, Dutch music review. Yeah. 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 Okay, the DMR night, Tuesdays. Right? Tuesdays, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I can send in a, a new record every time a decent one gets made. So that's one every three, four years probably. Yeah, we could yeah. start a YouTube channel, you know, with the, just a shot of the record going around. You know what I mean? Perfect. Yeah, for sure. So, um, so what no, else is going on? Andy, you want to chime I just, in? I just got to chime in on this because this reminds me of a time when I filled up my suitcase with the grossest things that you can find in an American supermarket and brought them over to Europe to show people to prove that they existed. You know, like the, the, <laughs> like, the, 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 the Smucker's Goobers where it's actual peanut butter jelly in a squeeze bottle and they come at it the same time. <laughs> yes, right. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Like it this just, really exists. <laughs> it, it really exists. You don't have this at Yumbo. (laughs) No. (laughs) Sorry. New sponsors of the show. (laughs) That's right. The Yumbo supermarket chain. Yes. Huh. Yumbo, everybody. Yumbo. Yes. (laughs) Yum, yum, yumbo. Do you guys, are you guys fans of Yumbo? Because they are a new sponsor of the show. And they're like, they're great musicians, I've heard. Oh, they're they're great. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're like they're executives, like the CEO, the, fem- oh, the, yeah, the CEO, yeah, the, CFO. Yeah, right. He's a, the CEO's. Oh, these kid. are the guys oh, that are amazing. coming. Yeah, <laughs> you should That's book a gig, probably. <laughs> oh boy, I'm getting in trouble. Yeah, you would get in trouble for that. So let's stay away from that. <laughs> It's good. Uh, anybody else want to start? We Forget got about the mushroom talk. 
Speaking of mushrooms. <laughs> Paul Provencio is here as well, ladies and gentlemen. Paul has been... How many years have we been uh, 2011, seeing? 2011. 2011, I, really. Uh, started, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Came over on a buddy Jim's wife's birthday uh, for the first week, and I was like, why in the hell am I not coming to this thing every year? And I've been coming ever since. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and so you stayed here Except for a couple years. Except for now it's for two weeks. Now it's for two weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Stayed nice, for the, man. the whole thing. The for whole the whole thing. When did you have the realization that you needed to come for both weeks? Was it immediate? Or it, was it, immediate. it was immediate. It was immediate. I walked in, and it was fucking amazing. I mean, you cannot... It's inexplicable. You have to experience it. I mean, when I landed, I was walking around the quarter... And everywhere you go, there you just hear in music. You know, you hear some really bad music, but you hear some really good music too. And that that was just the beautiful thing of it. You know, it was like uh, uh, my first time getting up on a wave. You know, it was just mm-hmm. like it, there was a just a, everything closed out, and it was like tunnel vision. Moment of clarity. It was a moment of clarity. <laughs> I didn't sober up, but uh, I, li- I you know <laughs> I fell into love with music, so that's great. Uh, Even Paul. more so. Paul is from San Diego, yeah, yeah. by yeah. by the way. So uh, the surfing, the surfing reference. I think that was pretty clear. Yes, right. <laughs> and and the fact that moments of clarity are few and far between in San Diego. That's all right. We <laughs> <laughs> have to get a little homie to show me some of those barrels in Puerto Escondido. <laughs> Sweet. And uh, Griper, you want to add anything else, man? No. No, you're good? <laughs> <laughs> I think I gotta go to work. We're just going around uh, the table here. No, Griper, come on. How's your jazz fest, bro? Oh, uh, lean into your right. microphone. You know, I actually kind of hate music. So. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a, what do you do for a living, Griper? I work in the music industry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I used to love it. Uh-huh. Until yeah. you started working. Until I started, yeah. yeah. It's just like, no. Yeah. God, so many noodle bands. What are, what so are many your, noodle bands now, man. A lot of noodle bands. Noodle bands. Yeah. I yeah. really can't. I can't elaborate on that. Sure. I'm just saying. There's a lot <laughs> of, of noodle bands. Yeah, it's implied. Mm. Um, right. Graves, I got a question for you. Are you yeah, still no. connected to the Grupo Brownout oh, Collective yeah, sure. at all? Yeah. I seem to recall hearing some, like, some new offshoot of that that I thought was super hot. And They've got like five or six bands at this I know, point. I know. Money Chicha, maybe? Chicha bands? Oh, I don't think so. Um, Brown Brown Sabbath. Yeah. Brown Sabbath. Yeah, Brown, Brown Sabbath. Yeah, that's great. Um, yeah. Brown Out, Grupo Fantasma, Black Pumas. Black Pumas, that's who it was. Yeah. That's with the soul singer. Mm. Yeah, that shit is off the chain. Uh, yeah, it was right up my street. I, all of those all of those I bands are extraordinary. It. I love and those they, guys. They yeah, and they released uh <clears throat> there's the um Fear of a Black Planet public album and they did a cumbia version a funk version of um, Fear of a Brown Planet (laughs) right so it's this all like crazy 10 piece funk Latin funk band Uh, I I highly recommend checking out the Black Pumas the Black Pumas okay yeah and Brown Out yeah well Brown Out yeah Brown Out who played down here at Fest yeah Yeah. they played at Mm Tips yeah Gaza Gaza. It's been a while. Yeah, Gaza, we went yeah. there. Gaza Gaza. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and the Bayou Boogaloo. Yeah, that right, one. right. Mm-hmm. I got my son this brown out Uzi shirt a few years ago. Oh, nice. And it's his favorite shirt, and like nobody has ever heard of it in Amsterdam. It's with his AK-47 on the front. Uh-huh. Uh, right. I, I think nice. he's rocking it. Nice. I think it's great that we're starting to export our conservative values. <laughs> <laughs> well done. I uh, appreciate you're, you're sort of our, like, uh, anchor child. <laughs> we're getting the guns over to Holland. You're our anchor exporter of our values. Well, actually, the gun itself is melting, yeah. and, it's, and it's being melted by music. 
Sweet. So. There you go. Sweet. Though when nice. we did do when we did do a show in Ashland, Oregon on that tour, the locals banned the show. Because of the shirt? Because of the shirt. Are you serious, yep. dude? And it's Uzi wow. as in O O Z Y, not Uzi. Is Ashland near Portland? No, uh, it's yeah, like four it's, hours yeah, south. Yeah, it's just south. It's just Northern right. California. So well, no, 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 four, four, four hours. It's four hours south. This isn't like a Portlandia thing. This is no. This is a very hippie town. That's like uh, they have it's, a Shakespeare festival. It's right? yeah, they have the Shakespeare festival there, but it's a very small hippie town that it is completely disconnected from Portland, like a thousand percent. They're disconnected uh, from a lot of things. They're disconnected no, from no, the sense of humor as well. From their sense of humor, from the country. They're completely isolated, like in this little like mountain valley thing, and they just suck. (laughs) (laughs) Interesting. Don't visit California. Forget about the other states. God, that's crazy. I mean, they don't even like Mount Shasta. You know what I mean? Like that's another place like that's closer to there. Than too commercial for them, or yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, totally. And and then there's that town right next to it that's known for all the crystal meth. Oh yeah, Medford. 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 No, Medford is. You know, Jeff. Griper can settle the argument right now. (laughs) Oh well, go for it, man. It's all on you. Who uh, Who invented the joke? Oh oh, Griper. What joke? The joke about crystal meth. It's just settled in my mind. The (laughs) this argument. Black people invented crystal meth. (laughs) Oh dear. I like to think that I invented that joke on the golf cart at Bonnaroo, and Jeff likes to think that he many, invented many, that good, joke. many, many good things can come of that conversation. <laughs> <laughs> I can see a lot of positive outcomes. <laughs> and the thing is, most people don't get the joke, but the people who do really get it. Yeah, they get it they really immediately. Of course, yeah, yeah. They because you know the American military and government invented like crack cocaine to suppress black people and oppress black people. So, yeah. so therefore, so okay. Now I'm contextualizing and explaining the joke. Which, You're explaining the punchline. Which line. is really yeah, good. That's, which is always that's good a bad for sign. comedy. That's, that's a bad sign. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's why you just got to say it and let it lay there. That's why I'm not you a know? stand-up comic. The dog. five people that get it get it. You know, and the rest of the people that are offended, well, too bad. You know, that's it. That's how it goes. Griper, who came That's up how with I that. know that I. Griper, who, who, that came, joke. who came up with that? Joke? <laughs> Griper, you were there. <laughs> this this explains uh, why Joel isn't likely to be invited to MC at Club Caribbean tonight. <laughs> Whoa! What is the backstory on that? Yeah, yeah what's going on there? Sorry, that was a deep pull. That was a deep pull. Okay. I love Club Caribbean. It's awesome. I did I did a show there once and opened up the mic package to get microphones to set up the show and right next to the microphones was like five condoms and then like a whole bag of weed. That's a night. What a club. It's a good night. What a club. This is great. <laughs> oh, that's that's amazing. So what uh, what plans uh, do you guys have? Andy, I know that you are a uh, you have an appetite for live music and you are a planner. You, I do. You plan things ahead, and I see your Facebook post, and I know that you've got it all mapped out yeah, in some kind of way. So uh, I've you completely know. abandoned most of my plans. Oh, really? You have. You know, it's That's true. Nice. You've been organic. Um, I have been 100% organic. We will destroy any plan Andy has. <laughs> Good. He's trying really hard. Um, no, I honestly, first weekend, some of the best, uh, two of the best things that I saw 
were basically because uh, Philip beat me into submission and shamed me into coming. Um, <laughs> nice. First yes. one was uh, a crazy Marvin Gaye tribute with Nikki Glaspie's band and Nigel Hall, which, I mean, like, they spent some time rehearsing it. A lot of times I've, I've struggled with it because it's become a thing in recent years to do a cover set, and sure. it's always a total shit show because, you know, Lettuce and Dumpster Funk don't take time to get together beforehand and sure. figure it out. It's just like Tony up there saying, you know, I got this, and trying to lead everybody through it. Sure. This clearly... <laughs> They had taken some time yep. to um, rehearse. I guess it was Ari Titel. That's what it's called. Was, it, was he involved in <laughs> the rehearsal? rehearsal. Was, was, uh, <laughs> made with Yen Power? Yeah. Yeah. Could have been. Yeah. yeah. There, there was some guitarist who was leading that, and particularly on a very inspiring, different arrangement of sexual healing for the encore. Uh huh. That was, I mean, like, I, I could listen to shitty Marvin Gaye covers and have a good time, but sure. this was truly excellent. Yeah, they put some work into it. Yeah, they put it. some yeah. real work into That's it. That's good. And you can't, you can't fuck around with Marvin Gaye. You got to do that right. Yeah, I you gotta, you gotta do that right. Well, that, I mean, like so many things that you're saying, like when people do a cover yeah. set, um, you know, you you, th- it's big shoes to live up to, you know. So like half-assing it, you know, really doesn't pay off there, very there was often. A particularly bad one at the Howlin' Wolf a couple of years ago when uh, some sort of combination of lettuce and dumpster funk and every funky, you know, like a piece of every funky band and Big Sam was there, attempted to do a Stevie Wonder thing. Um, and it was easy. It was, oh, easy. Yeah, yeah. Hey, just do that. Right? Yeah, sure. We we'll just sure. show up and play it. Yeah. Know, yeah. No, you no have problem there. Sheet music in front of you, man. Like, Fuck it. We'll do it live. Hey, We're guys. doing it live. Yes. Hey guys, I have some breaking news. Oh uh, yeah, what's uh, that? I have Rick Farman standing by. Okay. What? All right. Can we Let's call him Rick Farman? Yeah, call him. Skinny yeah. Rick. Yeah, man. Grapper, you want to set him up? Just no. You want to set him up? No, go ahead. Who's Rick uh, Farman? Rick Farman is uh, one of the executives now, uh, or has been forever, uh, at Superfly Presents, um, who uh, put on, uh, who produced the Bonnaroo uh, Music Festival along with some partners. Uh, he and worked with us at Snake and Jake's. They worked great. Yeah, he, right, right. He goes back with Snake and Jake's. And if you go back to episode Hi, whatever. He's also very busy. Yeah, yes. he's a busy man. Uh, they produce, I, I want to say, four festivals that are like largely moving in a West Coast direction. One in Phoenix, one in Denver. Comedy, big com- big music festival in Cluster San, fuck? San Francisco. And a gigantic comedy outside festival Lance, in San Francisco. Right? Yeah, outside lands in San Francisco yeah. and also Cluster something. Cluster fuck. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The comedy festival in uh did you do it's that interview friend. at Bonnaroo, or was it here? We did one at Bonnaroo. We did. We, no, we definitely interviewed we him did at Bonnaroo. One here but as the well. funny thing is, like, yeah. the best episode was like we had Rick on in our first annual Mid Jazz Fest week. Yeah, annual yeah. show. Rick and Max Gelman came on. Oh, that's right. And Fuzz. Yeah. Right. Yep. And at the end of the show, during the plug part where we plug shit, I'm like, "Hey, so Rick, can we be the official podcasters of Bonnaroo?" <laughs> Just put him on the spot. <laughs> and he said yes. Yeah. Yeah. So we went. And uh, so we went. Yeah. And now we're doing it again this year. Yeah. We're we're trying to do it again. This year. Yeah. We're gonna. Well, pre Sonos, everybody. Joel is. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. We're, Perhaps Blue Ribbon, everybody. We're looking for pre. <laughs> we're looking for sponsorship. Damn it. So let's just continue talking. Yeah, let's continue. And, uh, yeah, continue so with sorry. So, so the 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 next night, 
I, I just basically told Phil, I'll do whatever you say. <laughs> and yeah, yeah. And, I, and I, I, I had plans for Sunday night. I was going to go down to the Maple Leaf and another thing. But he was like, so he's, he sends me just a, a screen grab of like glam, bam, David Bowie spectacular. Oh, yes. At One Eye Jacks. Yeah. I was like, you know, okay. And this was, it's a troupe from San Francisco. They do this generally twice a year in January in San Francisco. Rick is ready, sorry. Rick is ready now? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Glamrock Superfox? He says he's is that what you're talking about? Uh, no, no, it's no, not that. If this thing. is something yeah. different, uh, we'll go back to okay, it. Okay, we'll go back yeah, to we'll it. Back. All right. Hi, you've reached Rick Farman. <laughs> Skinny. Hi, everybody. Skinny. Hey. What's up, brother? How are you? You're on the podcast. I'm great. Trying to make 100. 99 won't do. Um, hey, man. Con- <laughs> first of all, before introductions, uh, congratulations on your new kid. Thank you. Mazel tov. And what's his name? Is it Hank? What's his name? Gail Henry Farman. That is such a badass name, dude. I love it. He's going to be like a country musician or something with that name. <laughs> you know? Uh, I'm hoping for a uh, country musician with a smooth jump shot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. There are a lot of those. So, Rick, we've got uh, Griper here. We've got uh, Jeff DeVille here. We have Cousin Andy. We have Amsterdam Philip. We have Hirsch. We have San Diego Paul. We have these sweet ladies and people from Amsterdam. Lots of people in the room. Um, just wanted to call and say a quick hi to you. And uh, I was just joking on air about how um, when you were on the podcast for the first time, at the end of the show, I was like, can we be at Bonnaroo? And, and you said yes, officially on the podcast. And that was really awesome. <laughs> and... Uh, Anyway, uh, it was funny. And we're going to come back this year. Yeah, well, it worked out. It was fun having you guys there. Word. Yeah, and we interviewed uh, not just you, but your your father-in-law, I want to say. Michael Rothschild. Yes. Tulane alum. Yes. Yes. He was amazing. And a bunch of other great people. How are things going, man? Everything's great. I got no complaints. I'm uh, here in uh, wonderful Berkeley, California. I wish I was there with you guys. We all, uh, you know, my my wife in particular is super bummed that we're not down there because Michael, her dad, is is there as well. And uh, but with the with the baby being six weeks old, it was a a little bit of a challenge. Right. Yeah. So. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll definitely be there next year, though. We're, I, I have committed to that. Nice. Good. What do you have to say to Gri- Griper? Is uh, struggling. Struggling, bro. Um, he's, when I asked him how he's, he's doing, he, he said he's struggling. And uh, he, struggling. Said, he said he's shaky at best. Um, what do you... Uh, Griper. <laughs> 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 does, does he need a shot of Jaeger? Yes, I, mean, I do, yes. Skinny. Maybe several of them. Give <laughs> <laughs> the guy a shot of Jaeger. What's going on over there? Dude, <laughs> nobody's got my back, bro. Yeah, yeah where's the, the liquor? you got to feed the Griper. I mean... <laughs> Rick, Rick and Griper were both bartenders at Snake and Jake's at a time when uh, they st- Tony Toko decided to stop carrying Jaeger. 
because it was a loss leader. <laughs> yeah, to say the least. <laughs> to say the least. Because <laughs> it wasn't being sold. It was just being consumed. Consumed. <laughs> yeah, I always joke that they were still gonna, being consumed. They're going to sponsor my liver transplant. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if you can get. Uh, I wonder if you can get K and B to do that. <laughs> uh, oh, oh yeah, you're right. Well, those aren't. Yeah, we'll have that's to make it, some right phone there, calls. Right yeah. Well, yeah. I do. I'm close to the best offs. Yeah, that's I just, right. I am. <laughs> Fucking right. No, well, I'm not sorry. Uh, I, I said the wrong thing. Not K and B. Um, was it like KSA or something? Remember the? So there was this. Oh, KBA, uh, the cam, the camel, company. the camel, uh, ca- the camel company. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, so there was a there was a this marketing company that was sort of ahead of their time. They're, they're out of Chicago. And they. they yeah. yeah, they had this, like, they came down to New Orleans and uh, were working on behalf of uh, Camel and maybe even a couple other uh, cigarette brands. Mostly Camel, And yeah. their goal was getting, yeah, getting the, uh, you know, product behind the bars. So it was like yeah, a, they, you know, they had, point like, of sale a little window so people thing. could see it. Yep. And, I, I mean, have you guys told the... the, the, the Vegas story on this podcast before? No. When, yes, when Dave Clement was on. No, I know we've told him many times. I'm sorry. So we should tell it again. <laughs> tell Rick, give us your version of that because K, KB. Yeah, quick, yes. Go go for it. The quick synopsis is that you know, <laughs> uh, in his uh, utter wisdom, uh, Dave Clement, uh, another stroke of genius on his part, rather than they they had. This company had given the bar money to throw like five thousand bucks, do mm-hmm. some spe- special promotions, uh, you know, for uh, you know related to this this you know, cigarette stuff. And he basically took the money and decided to take you know uh, all the staff and some of the regulars to Vegas over Christmas. And it was. It, I, my first time ever in Vegas. I was just there a few few weeks ago, and I I, I cannot help but tell that story to everybody because it literally <laughs> was one of the greatest party moments ever in the history of but that. Party moments, that I think the fact that you loaded us all up on a plane together, and we went to uh, which is no longer, by the way. I think we were at the Monte Carlo, is now called Park MGM. Okay, and. Uh, and we all stayed there. And, I mean, it was, you know, as ridiculous as it sounds. And pre-9-11, uh, Marcus and you and Griper and I could all have our own handles of liquor, like, in the plane as we're taxiing. And Southwest Airlines at the time had these little paper shot cups in their bathroom so you could do take mouthwash. <laughs> so we were we got a whole stack of them out of the bathroom and we sit in the back of the plane and we had doing a, shots. Just doing, doing shots. shots. And we had like a layover in Dallas or something and the stewardess comes up to us and she's like you can't do shots until we hit 35,000 feet. <laughs> Rick, I don't remember if you were like the night crew or the day crew, but like the thing that strikes me about that story is that I was only awake at night and and I was blacked out most of the time. And every morning I would see photos from like Barbecue Dave and Robin Shambliss and folks like that and that went on like day trips. 
They were with us, like photos. They were going to the Grand Canyon. Yeah, they were going to the Grand Canyon. Hoover Dam. Hoover Dam every day. And I'm like, what the fuck? Moab. It would just blow my fucking mind that that was actually happening. I stayed in a, instead of going to the Hoover Dam, I stayed in Cheetahs 2, the strip club, for something like, something like 13 fucking hours. Straight hours. I went through like three shift changes in this fucking strip club. I wrote, I wrote a bunch of roller coasters on top of the towels oh, we did do a bunch in the of middle of the night. <laughs> in the middle of the night. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Oh that was a good time. God. I remember Andre, I remember everyone being like, who shat in the bathtub? <laughs> do you remember that? Um, and then I remember playing a lot of uh, <laughs> slots, like at four in the morning. Oh, God, so much. Rick, how, how do you remember that trip, buddy? This is on the record. <laughs> this is on the record. Um, I remember us watching the Saints game together. Which yeah. was a highlight. Yeah. I I remember. I honestly, I mean, it, you know, like many things, you know, twenty plus years ago, uh, I have scant images. Yeah. I definitely remember being at, at a bar doing shots with Andre. Of course. Um, In part, I, 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 I I remember the I remember the nonstop. Uh, you know, um, slot machine thing. Right. Oh, right. Um, Explain that, dude, because this is this is a great story. So we so we took so we told everybody who couldn't come, you know, that we would collect a pool of money and that we would, you know, basically twenty four hours a day keep a slot machine going until the you know until it was over essentially. So either at the end we'd have a bunch of money that we'd come back and give to everybody. Or we'd lose it all. So it was like so investors. Was some, somebody yeah. at all times was responsible for manning the slot machine. It was also, I think, a tactic to make sure that we were always having free drinks too. Which again, Jay Clemens, utter, utter wisdom and genius. He, he figured out how to game the system there on, on that thing. Um, so I, I remember sort of like a lot of hovering around the slot machine, being like, "Oh yeah, no, I'm playing. Uh, yeah, no, I get a drink. I'm playing." Um, that, the funny that, that, yeah, wait was that. was this your trip or was it hard eight? Oh, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> the funny thing, Rick, is that uh, ATN Dave Felice was smart enough to like put his player card into the machine during that whole time, and so he stayed another week in Vegas, like oh in a penthouse for that free. Is, that is such an ATN thing because he just like <laughs> he took all that like credit. You know what I mean? Right. 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 Brilliant. Brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, that was a good time. I uh, I had to fly home on uh, Christmas Eve that trip, and I feigned a flu for two days, and just like. Well, do you remember? Do you remember a bunch of us got bumped from the flight, and so oh right, and so the airline handed us all of us a five hundred dollar check. Yes, I do remember that. And so we stayed like an extra day with five hundred bucks. Exactly. That's the day I discovered that strip clubs aren't open on Christmas Day. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, I walked back into Cheetahs too, and they're like, "What are you doing here? It's Christmas, dude. Go away." I'm like, "All right." Isn't there a Jewish strip club? You know, sort of like on the south side of the strip or something. <laughs> yes, at the Chinese buffet. Yeah, <laughs> Chinese buffet strip club. Uh, ew. They have a moil in the back room. Oh shit. Well, Rick, man, thanks for uh, regaling us with the story and and 
um, and uh, humor us uh, during this time. You got anything else for us? No, I appreciate y'all uh, roping me into your fun here. It makes me miss y'all and miss being in New Orleans and missing the Jazz Fest energy. And, uh, you know, have a great uh, weekend. I hope everybody rocks it out a bunch. And uh, know you're all real lucky for being there. And, uh, you know, love y'all and see, see you next year, that's for sure. Hope we see y'all before then. Uh, but uh, definitely definitely for Jazz Fest next year and Jeff and I'll see you at Bonnaroo so yeah (laughs) can't wait guys (laughs) (laughs) this this is uh, this this is gonna be a special one is it Rick I don't know if you can I don't know if you can talk about this but is this the last year that you guys are um, involved with the production like is this your final you're right I can't talk about word I'll talk about it once we get off the phone (laughs) <laughs> put it that way we're gonna have a great we're gonna have a, a really awesome year this year and uh and yeah though i'm bringing the whole entourage so you'll, you'll good see, uh, it's gonna be a special year Asa and ioni and uh and Del, the new Dell farman uh working out his jump shot Hopefully yeah dude <laughs> get him the nerf hoop dude the little small nerf hoop <laughs> yeah he's, he's ready he's six weeks i'm like huh? Time to work on the form. We can do this, man. <laughs> so we're, we're getting after it. <laughs> nice. All right. Rick. You all have a great one. Love right, you. Bye, Rick. Skinny. Rick, love you, Skinny. Take bye. care. Thanks so much for the time, bro. Cool. Rick Farman, everybody. Busy guy. Taking time for the podcast. Yeah, he's got a few things to do. Yeah. So this is the last year that... I, I heard a rumor that about the Bonnaroo this, guys, yeah. the original Superfly guys, are going to be involved in the festival. Right. And that's why we have to make it a point to go there. Yeah. Yeah. Griper... Big send-off. Not going to go back. I can't go. I'm on tour. You're on tour. Yeah. Yeah. Like, ever. Yeah. I still have some great <coughs> photos of you oh, no. uh, driving Dr. John. Oh. Around backstage, yeah. in like in the most <laughs> in the most ridiculous <laughs> chauffeuring <laughs> episode that I've ever well, seen was, in my life. Look, which please is, tell the story. No, it was, no, it was, was Doctor John. It was also because uh, they were playing the original like Bonnaroo tune. Yeah. They were and playing that whole album. <clears throat> and so I'm Desertively Bonnaroo. To, yes, they yeah. were playing that drive, album. I'm trying to drive do, um, Mac backstage. Yeah. Oh. So he can get to his get to the show. George Porter's like. You don't go this way, go that way. Right. The way that George sent me was a dead end. It totally. So, was and a there's dead like 150 people backstage just watching this. So I just basically did this giant circle with Dr. John, being like, <laughs> "Where are you taking me, brah? And you and, and you went behind because I, I I saw you because I was peeing behind all the tour buses, like a place where no golf cart should go. Yeah. And suddenly, yeah, like yeah. Griper's golf cart approaches, <laughs> like with Dr. John. Dr. John. And it's like a eight-point turn to get out of there. It's like it's not, can, I, can I just so, say did, this? Did, also, did, did, did you halt the flow, Joel? Well, There's no room. Did, 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 well, did you halt pe- the flow? I just peed on the tire. I don't know what that reference. Did you tell him wrong place, wrong time? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did you sing? You know, uh, you guys are so much more clever than it, me. It should it should be mentioned also that this slow moving. Keystone Cops routine took place within a, an, an area that's like less than like a quarter the size of Stalling's playground this of this block right here, right? Exactly to where you could see every very move, small fucking every area. move that Griper there's was like making. In the cop. There's like ten portalettes. 
there's like four RVs yes. and a fence. Yes. And that's and then the and that's it. But also like like he came and then Paul I, Peck. Like, what I remember is this: Paul is Paul that he Peck came he came out of the trailer and he got into the into the golf cart and then he's like, they drive about twenty feet to one of the toilets. It's like stop. I gotta use the bathroom. That's what it was. So he gets out. So he had to be chauffeured to the bathroom that twenty feet. Right. It's like that's what he's here for. And it's like it's just people on on foot. You know, this is like stuff where you could like, you know, walk I mean, across this room. You know, 20, and you're there. It's twenty feet. It's twenty feet. Right. Yeah. Exactly. It's like, and you're getting a golf there. cart. We're back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and somehow all Griper, happening backstage. Somehow Griper takes Mac or whoever it was back behind the buses against such, the fence. Such a bad idea. Almost <laughs> <laughs> like doing driving them around at like two in the morning. Because Paul Peck like got in your ass. Oh my god, that was just dumb. Yeah, it was not a good idea. <laughs> I that wasn't that wasn't your, that wasn't your job. It wasn't my job. He just like pulled you aside and was like, "Yo, I'm freaking out. I need to like help the artist get from this yeah. point to twenty feet later." Right. right. <laughs> Bad decisions, man. You did a fine. I have photos of it. Great. Was that yeah. the same night? And where you look. You look happy. I gotta. Yeah. See you that. look so happy. No, because you were like you're just you like, with royalty. Them, yeah. Because you know, Griper was clearly like, I'm with royalty. Yeah. Because it right. wasn't just Mac. It was also. Uh, it was. It was, was it Charles. It was uh, oh, Art Neville. Art oh, Neville. Art Neville. Art Neville. Yeah. yeah. It was like it was, it was Art Neville. It was the it was the meters. And Art Neville was super confused. Yeah. It, it was the meters <laughs> the uh, with um, with Toussaint and Mac. Yes. What? Yeah. Shout out. Wait, to you Mac had them all in it all in at once. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully feel better. Mm-hmm. And and you yeah, drove them all on this crazy right tour? Not all of them. No, so they, they one at a time. Away after me. After I dropped DJ off. It was Mac and Art. Uh, mostly, most of the comedy was confined to Mac and Art. <laughs> Griper, was this about like five years ago when Buffalo Springfield was on as well? Um, at Bonnaroo? Maybe right around that time, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we, we went to that uh, show. Oh, I, nice. I, I was, you I was were there. there. Yeah, yeah. You I were at there. Bonnaroo? You were at that show. Just we once. were at that show. Just we were at that yeah. show. We stopped at Buffalo Springfield there was great at the very beginning of that show. Was that the night we took the. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, the mushrooms? <laughs> yes. That could have been the night. Well, that could have been before that. Yeah. We'd have to go back and look because that was all. That was the Way night of. June. That was the That's Alice Cooper night. The Alice Cooper night was the mushroom night. Jeff and I like we yeah. look. We work fourteen hour days out there. But can I just say something? Yes. The Buffalo Springfield, like three yeah. songs in, Neil Young stopped and he said, "Hi, we're old." <laughs> and then they just kept playing. You remember that? Yeah, they, yeah. They were like hating each other all the yeah. time. Right. They, the Richie Fury guy was trying to make peace between Stills and Young, and they wouldn't have it. They wouldn't have it. No, they wouldn't have. He had it. to act as a stage buffer in between yeah. them, That's right? Hilarious. You know. And my, that was, my in, friend, that was uh, in the rider. My friend uh, Willem, who can't be here this year for the first time in about like ten years. Damn it. Shout out to him. He's getting a open heart surgery. Oh, yeah. shout out to yeah. him. Largely, yeah. largely because of the last ten years, I would yeah. assume. <laughs> no, yeah. largely because of this Bonnaroo trip because it was <laughs> about 110 degrees. Yeah, and we'd get in to our little tent at about like six in the morning. So hot. After so the Bootsy Collins night show, and then we the were sun at that went show up too. At, and then the sun yeah. goes up at six thirty, yes. and we rolled under our car just to get a little bit of, of more peace and quiet. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Hot. It's yeah, it's, so, so it's, it's, it's a really hard 
Yeah, hard it's, festival. It's so much crap going on too. Was, all the was time. your trailer yeah. air conditioned when you did the podcast there a couple of years ago? No, we it was. In a yes, tent. yes, yeah. <laughs> no, we stayed at night in tents. Yeah, we stayed yeah. at night. In but during tents. the day when it was hundred during the day, degrees, yeah, yeah. you were in an air conditioned for the trailer. podcast. We were, we were, yeah, <laughs> because you're not going to attract the various A and R representatives and other you no. know, to lucky our that to you our camping area. Camp Patrick yeah. would not have regaled us with his super stories if we would have been like sitting. In the What's Patrick's last name? Do you remember? What is it? Was, was he it? the one? Who Clifford. Was the Patrick. Clifford. Clifford. Patrick Clifford. Shout out to the Patrick. A&R guy for, for Yellow the Moon. Brought Yellow yes. Moon. Yes. The Yellow that Moon. is one of the. I mean, I heard. I heard Daniel Lanois' version of that story on a you radio did? show too uh-huh. at one point. But and that is just amazing. Such a good story. That he just happened to be down here and like somebody told him to go and see this band, and the next thing you know, they made one of the most incredible albums of all time. I mean, yep. well, he well. I mean, he had he lobbied hard to to do that, yeah. you know. Afterward, because they had been cut from their previous label, and uh, man, he revealed so many things that were so weird about that. That like the original first Neville Brothers record, um, part of the reason why they got signed was because Bette Midler was a fan. Mm-hmm. Like just weird, you know, like just Crazy. completely Go out back of to the, the archives. Everybody, he's, he's like, you know, the reason Patrick why Clifford. they got brought in here was because Bette Midler loved them. Well, you right, know, you know, know like that, you know, and you're like, what? How <laughs> what, how does that happen? And then What's we were staying uptown, and we went up the Neville Brothers and Barry Manilow owe their careers to Bette Midler. Yeah, I know. Right there, you go. I mean, I mean, <laughs> it's so right? bizarre. Yeah, yeah, Barry Manilow was in Bette Midler's band. Okay, you can't make that up. <laughs> no, no, you can't. And this was a dude that was like an A and R dude. No, he was he was, he was like 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 that show vinyl. Uh, for the one season that it ran on HBO, yeah. like, I wouldn't be surprised if if Patrick, if some of Patrick's wasn't the inspiration antics, for the main character, you know, and and legendary status, you know, were part yeah. of like some of the writing that went into that mm-hmm. uh, show because he was he he definitely comes across as one of these people who was there in the heyday when that shit was going down in New York City as an A&R guy when the punk rock scene is uh, getting you know I mean he signed the romantics but then he's like you know so he's like you know was behind several I went went down to New Orleans with my father and went to Benny's I went to Benny's the most incredible place and let me tell you something the people sitting here at this table are incredible including you Joel let me tell you what you're a beautiful man (laughs) you're unbelievable Philip I don't even know what to say I don't You're know. I don't know. I don't beautiful individual. I don't know what this guy Spencer does. I but can't believe that I met you. We met nice. at the bar the other day for anybody who's listening, and I mean, I mean, takes the time like a true salesman to blow smoke up your ass all the way <laughs> until <laughs> you are feeling Backward. exquisite. All the <laughs> right, exactly. I mean, I mean, this guy is an A and R man. But then he's, and then he's like, so this time with the hammock in the basement with the uh, with Charles Neville. You know, and uh, there was the crack and the uh, hooker, you know, whatever. So there's that, too. Well, and the many and various things that people were doing, you know, in that day and age, which we don't have to get into right now. Okay? I mean, a guy from me, like Queens, you know, I'm from Queens. Uh, Again and again, over and over again. I'm from Queens, you know? I mean, what am I doing? Blah, blah, blah. So the whole New York part of it, I I just love. Great uh, people who grew up who are of that age. Uh, who come from New York uh, are the natural born storytellers, you know, and uh, they really grew up in the city and, and you know, 
Patrick didn't disappoint. <laughs> he was no, a lot of fun. It's one of the best. So he's a Hall of Fame. Look, guest. He, yeah. he's the it's only Hall of Fame guest. he's the only guest that I can think of who booked himself. Yeah, on the show. <laughs> that guy booked he's like, himself. He's like, we're he, the, the steak place. I said, this is an A and R guy for you right here, right? What he are you guys in, doing? He's like, we met him for two seconds in the bar, right? You know, because we're waiting for our room to be ready in the we're, hotel. The artist, right? He's like seventy, or how old is he now? I don't know. Yeah, he's probably he pushing late sixties, seventies. You know, and. Uh, and he he's like just sign, giving him a release to sign. He's so he could have his story in he's, true he's in true A and R form. He's listening to what people are saying around him right. at the uh, the at, Charlies at the, at the Charlies where there's the only place to hang out at Manchester while you're waiting at, to get Charlies. your credentials. That's where you're at the waiting, Charlies, waiting to get your credentials. Waiting to get your credentials. Yes, yes. So like you go in and get a I mean, burger. Manchester is a town of like a Walmart and the Charlies, and there's nothing else. Yeah, exactly. So we're at the Charlies. And he's like, you guys were at the Charlie's. He saw us backstage, right? And then so he identified us. And he was like, you guys were at the Charlie's. We met for about two minutes. And we talked about it. And you have a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, I love you guys. I just can't. I can't believe it. You're here. And you're the official podcasters. And, you know. And And I was listening to your podcast the other day. And it's a fantastic podcast. It's the most unbelievable unbelievable podcast I ever heard. What you guys are doing is so cunning. And. And then, of course, we're like, do you want to come on the podcast, Patrick? <laughs> and he's like, what? funny, funny you should ask. I'm available, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm available right now. <laughs> that was great. That was great. Great guest and great stories and, uh, and a great tie-in to, uh, to that time and place in, in New Orleans as well. Because I didn't realize that Benny's was open uh, for... Uh, for all that time prior to when I started going to Benny's, right. you know, yeah, so yeah, like yeah. Benny's was open was a thing in the eighties, you know. Right, yeah. So like for many prior to that, I caught galactic, the yeah, right, that right. Prior to the galactic early nineties infusion thing that happened, right. yeah, right, exactly. So yeah. How much music came out of that club? Oh my God! Yes, I know. Everybody. Yeah. Well, it helped that it, was it art lived up the street. Yeah. Yeah. Art, yeah. art lived like two blocks down or whatever. <laughs> that that didn't hurt. But all those guys, you know, that were connected in some way or another, that were like part of the neighborhood and were super talented themselves, you know, Theral DeCluet, you know, rest in peace. Um, I, you know, the house man uh, was a regular there, you know, and played with the uh, Michael Ward and Reward, which was really like the super special, unbelievable funk band. Were you there when uh, Mick and Keith showed up for Walter? I was not there for that, but I wish I was there for that. Um, Good night. God, so many inspirational moments that happened there. Uh, Dave Renson playing guitar with J.D. Hill and the Jammers and just watching this guy who can cut freaking Jeff Beck licks, you know, with uh, blind folded and backwards, you know. Yeah, playing Playing for a Kenwood bottle, you know, just like, you're just like, it's just a phenomenal display of incredible musicianship happening in this juke joint um, that is clearly like going to be wiped off the face of the map by gentrification powers, you know, um, in another two years, you know, even in 1992, there were, for there crying exposed, out loud. Uh, exposed studs. All over yeah, the place. no, that's right? all. Like, there were no barely any drywall. No, there on wasn't the any. Of the building. No, the the, the studs <laughs> formed the stage. 
I you know? can walk and through they, the studs. You like walk you get through the studs. Another, <laughs> yeah. Like, if yeah. Skinny, you can kind of pass right, it right. And they serve beer. Well, out they of sold it. the sheetrock to <laughs> to make rent. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, you know, you got served beer out of an ice chest. And they grew their mushrooms on the inside. Of oh, the it was on the yeah in yeah, July. Out of yeah. the out of yeah, yeah. That's right. The studs. Yeah, the mushrooms <laughs> in mushroom July in New Orleans, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Uh, that's great. Uh, that was that was such a terrific club. We've talked about it many times on the show. We've talked about Snake and Jake's as well. But uh, some of the other guys here, uh, Amsterdam, Philip. What are you, what are your plans uh, for this week coming up? You had a banner week this week. Uh, what does this week bring? Um, probably uh, a lot of reminiscing. Uh-huh. Um, we are um, Andy is, and is I. Little River Band playing. Yeah, 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 yeah. We, we we heard that song actually <laughs> this week. Now. Um, if I may, I would like to oh, yeah, go back a little bit in time. Okay, go. Um, and discuss some soccer. Oh, yeah, if that please. Is possible. Maybe, uh, maybe back to yesterday. I, I think I would prefer <laughs> not. But I, I, <laughs> please, please fill <laughs> No, it seems that um, cousin Andy here, uh, I never knew, is a bit of a Tottenham Hotspur fan. Yes, we've heard. And we're from Amsterdam, so uh, Ajax Amsterdam is like playing their best season in about 23 years. Yes. And we've got this band of, uh, well, young, uh, mostly Dutch guys uh, on a relatively really cheap team. And we've been like kicking everybody's asses this year. Nice. <laughs> we, uh, we did like Bayern Munich, we annihilated Real Madrid. Wow. 4-1 at their place. Wow. Then we wow. beat Juventus at their place with Ronaldo. And, now and we're then the you managed to score a single away goal against Tottenham Hotspur without Sun or Harry. In their new stadium. And, well, they created a chance in the 84th minute, which was pretty impressive. And we hit the woodwork once more. So I think next week we'll do the second leg and then we'll play uh, the final against Barcelona probably they just won okay so uh, yeah so it's uh, and we can still win the championship and uh, our uh, the Dutch Cup as well so um, it's uh, well a great time to be from Amsterdam as, as more of explain to our uh, soccer ignorant uh, American listening public uh, what the, this is the UEFA Champions this, League. This is yeah, the right? Champions League. These are the the best teams from the various international, uh, various national leagues, leagues right. yeah. city Europe. clubs, so city clubs throughout there's a Europe. Threshold that qualify yep. automatically based on their performance the prior year. And That's then, right. And then there's a subset that have to go into a qualification round to get back into it. It's essentially the Super Bowl of European soccer. It's it's uh, it's of imagine, world soccer. Im- world soccer, if, yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. Imagine yeah. if during the NFL season, they took a break every other week so that the previous team, previous year's playoffs could take place. Yeah, yeah, I know. That, that's what it's like. Yes, it's it's yes. a little bit crazy. It's a little and, kooky, and it's yeah, a little bit random, right? Yeah. Like because a lot changes from season to season, and previous year's performance is not necessarily indicative of the following year's success. But what you have here is. No, a a once absolutely great side that's had a bit of a rough time, and then you have another team in Tottenham that has never been particularly good or great. That um, I mean, there's actually a term called Spursy, 
to, uh, <laughs> if anybody's a shout out to men in blazers, um, uh, yeah. uh, to indicate, you know, like pu- pulling defeat from the jaws of victory. It's really, oh, it's really a tough run. I had a summer camp counselor when I was, when I was in the seventies and I, I got stuck with this. Interestingly, <laughs> both. What do you teams, mean you got, what does that mean? Like your, your camp, fandom? Turn me on to, yeah. yeah. It, huh. Really, it goes that it goes that we're, far we're, back. Were you Wait, into English? Yeah, was, well, early eighties, early eighties yeah, summer camp with. I was in a Jewish summer camp in upstate New York, and yeah. I had an Australian counselor who had lived in England, who was a Tottenham supporter. Did you go to summer camp with a little homie. Yeah, that's really? what I. That's, that's what I was getting. No, no, and Danny, Danny and I went to summer camp. It was the same summer camp. The fame right. summer camp. Yes, so oh. Camp Skodak. I even went to camp. Friends of the Good Life all went to summer camp together. Back in the day. In any event, so my counselor was a Spurs fan, and you know, like it, all of you who lived in the states in the eighties, English soccer was not a big deal. European soccer, nobody. How would you even that. watch it? Yeah, yeah. There, there, there yeah there's was like no, no outlet. May, maybe for any I, of that. I, I think the a lot only of international sports that they showed was like was ESPN showed the the. Australian League football, yes. the, 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 the final. Yes, yes. But that was it. Like right. you couldn't watch the FA Cup. Here. My my neighbor, my neighborhood was the first to get HBO, like and as not HBO, but like cable. Or yeah, whatever, yeah, sure. Which included HBO, um, but ESPN. <laughs> Thanks for the clarification. Yeah, and all I watched, like in my formative, like twelve to fourteen year old, you know, twelve to fourteen years when I was reading like Nietzsche and like. And like forming myself as to the person that I am now was 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 lacrosse. That's all they had. No, but there was no like there was no soccer. You know what I mean? There was no anything. It was there, ESPN. And it's there very league lacrosse. Okay, I, I, yeah, I, I, I don't was, know about that. It was that. like college lacrosse. But, but, and that's super exciting, Joel, and we should come back to that. I think we should dedicate a whole episode to College Lacrosse in the eighties. But what's really interesting about this, <laughs> yeah. about this Champions League semifinal yeah, yeah, yeah. matchup yeah, yeah, is yeah. that you have back to it. Ajax, known yes. locally as the Yids the, and uh, the Yids, and Tottenham Hotspur, known locally as the Yids. And they are both self named that. So yep. what we have is it's basically the Cohanes versus the Levites. You're right. For, yes. to, to playing yes. for Team Cohen. For the, yeah. Team Cohen. <laughs> if we if we're like having a particularly great game uh, in the Ajax Stadium, the the, the F side fanaticals will all stand up and jump and sing. And we niet springt, die is geen jood. And we niet springt, die is geen jood. So the whole stadium has to jump, or they're not Jews. It's <laughs> what? <laughs> what it is, man. The, 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 the quirks of European soccer, right? Is this a phrase? Is the is the yid adjective used in a favorable manner? Yeah, by, mean, uh, by, by, by the by the supporters, but by but often yeah. people from other sides huh. tend to to use it in in, in, in the yeah, derogatorily. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, but I mean, I honestly don't know the origin of the Ajax. Yids, but in Tottenham, like Tottenham is in North London. Uh. It's historically a Jewish neighborhood. That's where right. the Jews were, right. and they didn't go to Arsenal, and they didn't go to Chelsea, and they they went to Tottenham on White Hart Lane. Um, we, but we, we, Jeremy was asking me this the other day. Jeremy, shout out to Jeremy Smith. We just had a lot of Jewish Jewish people in Amsterdam, mm. the east part of Amsterdam, and yes. Ajax used to be in this 
uh, part of town where we live. So the old stadium used to be like 500 yards from our houses. I see. Uh, yeah, and uh, it was just uh, yeah, the sort of Jewish part of town. So a lot of Jewish people played there, and that's that's the origins. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Very similar yeah. origins. Wow. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then. Tottenham Hotspur being a lot richer than Ajax is because they're in the Premier League they buy all the good Ajax players well, they try to to, to be fair Tottenham <laughs> <laughs> they actually buy all the good yeah. Jewish players to keep the money you know. to be fair Philip uh, you know like, like any good Jewish team we're very careful with the money and haven't bought yeah. a single player internationally in two years yeah. so maybe not so much anyway <laughs> Suffice it to say, this blood little, feud isn't going to be resolved. A little sore. It's, it's, a, it's a little bit. It's a little tender oh, still. Yeah, yeah, well. It just went yeah. down yesterday, you know. Uh, you know, it couldn't all be sunshine and rainbows, Jeff. <laughs> um, but the resolution to this, this giant conflagration won't come until next week when we're all back home. Yeah, so. And, yes. um, yeah, and um, uh, could I tell, like, um, because you're always going on about New Orleans being like a, a fun city, but a little bit incompetent. Oh yeah. oh yeah! Oh yeah! 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 Um, yeah! We've, so we've here we go. I'd like to tell a little story about like our uh, Amsterdam, Amsterdam yeah. incompetence. Oh please! Yeah, yeah, yeah please! Yeah. Because we hear so many things about Dutch engineering. You know that maybe the epicenter of Dutch culture is centered around planning yeah. and execution. Yeah. You know. And keeping dry. And yeah, and keeping dry, and that and yeah. that we should always we should model our drainage in New Orleans after Dutch models and da 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 there's all you have no idea how many times this comes up in this city all the time we didn't listen to the Dutch right. we had to listen to the Dutch everybody's an idiot in this town the Dutch know how to do it and we just won't listen to them and then we get shell and we take all your money and from then you and as well. dig a lot of trenches <laughs> yeah. through the wetlands right so we can get yeah. the oil right I mentioned that last yeah, year yeah. we should have some reparations uh, coming shell back uh, from the Netherlands yeah, yeah. so um, now here it is mm-hmm. Uh, Easter Sunday and I'm you know planning to get you some presents yes so I bike out to the Amsterdam Arena Ajax home stadium and there was this giant Ajax fan shop which has like everything I mean one would suppose and it's uh, we're in the middle of the season and we're trying to win three major prizes and we're like in our best run in 25 years and I'm going into the shop and I say well I'd like to get like an Ajax home shirt Yes. Size XL. <laughs> For you, Jeffrey. Yes. Which and you did. No, no, because they said um, shirts sold out. <laughs> oh? And there are new ones coming tomorrow, day after? August. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's fucking April. I mean, yeah. we're in the middle of season we yeah right playing right. Champions League everything yeah. there are no home shirts There's available nothing, nothing. in the major Ajax fan shop yeah nothing yeah there are kit sizes 124 132 I said well probably won't cut that it might be a little snug might be yeah, a little, might snug. Be a little <laughs> snug um so what do you have well I said well we got uh, I think we might have one size away shirt and I said, well, the away shirt this year when a light bulb goes on, is that the only year in the history of Ajax that the away shirt is black and gold? Yes. <laughs> Perfect. So I got the only black and gold 
XL shirt left in the whole shop. That's badass. That's amazing. Yes. Man. Yes. And then, and then, and then, I go over to the counter, and I say, "Well, let's get some lettering on it on the back. Let's get some Duvel on it." Nice. And they were like, "Okay, let's get some Duvel." Yeah, put the shirt on. Duvel. Yeah. <laughs> and what number would you like on the back? And I said, "Well, thinking about numbers, uh, maybe nice, you know, black and gold for the Saints home games. Get 504 on the back." Yeah, oh, that's right. Get the 504. Right. Um, 5-0? No, 5-0-4. <laughs> we can do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, we cannot do three numbers. Right. Okay. Why not? We do one number or two numbers. That's it. You can choose. So you, <laughs> you want five you want five O or O four? No, 504, and the back is big enough. It's beneath Duville, it's an XL. Yeah, no, right. No, no can't do no. that. No, only one size for no. the numbers. And the girl was not giving a reason. She was just, no, no, we don't do that. No, no, fine. There's no, no button for that on the machine, obviously. No, they just, no, they have to. I, no. I know what to charge for two numbers, but not for three. Is this a typical Dutch thing, you know, where it's like, it's like no. No. Sorry. It's not a manual. Not like allowed we, we by the rules. We haven't planned this. We haven't planned this, so we can't. <laughs> so I'm like, <sighs> getting nowhere here. Uh, right. Like 10 minutes of arguing. And yes. I'm um, okay. Giving up. Giving up. No 504. Um, okay. Greatest player in Dutch history. Uh, Johan Cruyff. Used to play for Ajax in the Golden 70s side. Won three European Cups. Played, always, played, played his whole life in one number. Number 14. So he said, okay, second best. Let's get him number 14. One, four. That's two numbers. You can do that. <laughs> um, we're out of ones. We're out of ones. <laughs> <laughs> so I said, well, you ordered at the beginning of the season a thousand of each number, and then you discovered that like 11 and 12 and 13 and stuff like that were popular and ran out of ones? <laughs> Got no ones left. <laughs> Got no ones. Are you getting some ones? August. August. <laughs> <Again>. <laughs> so then, I mean, you got a number four. And four yeah. is our captain. And he's called Matthijs de Ligt. He's 19 years old. 19-year-old captain. Captain. Wow. And right. the beautiful thing about him is he was born and raised in a little village called Apkoude, which is literally like three miles from the stadium. So yeah. he could bike yeah. in as a youth player. That's amazing. And he's going to be... He's still a youth player. And he's, he's fucking yeah, 19. Right. For and he out. might be the most expensive defender in the world next year. Uh, Matthijs de Ligt, uh -huh. number four. Number four. On Jeffrey Duville's back. All right. You nice, nice. Nice, nice. All right, so I will be rocking that uh, jersey, and uh, I appreciate that. The black and gold thing. I mean, and the thing is, what a I mean, it's like it's, it's a bit like a New Orleans metaphor. How like great things can stem from utter incompetence. From totally. Yeah. That's, that's what it is. That's what it is. Is that different than <laughs> No, It's like accid accidental greatness. Yeah, yeah, accident, yeah. Which can be Lanyap. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Nice, nice. And I appreciate the gift, and I appreciate the LPs as well, man, because that is going to be hours and hours of fantastic listening time. I'm already looking forward to, what is the name of the song about the canals in uh, Amsterdam? Oh, yeah. This is the full A little known song in, uh, in New Orleans, uh, Achterglas. Yes. 
a prostitute behind the glass window. All right. Well, there's um, that one from right, the band yeah. the Truckenach Keks. Yeah. Which is like uh, German for dry cookies. Right. <laughs> if that right. makes any sense. Right. Wait. I thought you said Swiss. It maybe is <laughs> it German? Swedish. Swedish. Are you always going on about yeah. me being Swedish? I know. <laughs> it's Joel's fault. <laughs> it's Joel's fault. <laughs> Can you do some Swedish accent, Joel? <laughs> We're going to have Stockholm Phil on. He doesn't have it now, <laughs> as well as I do. I don't have this. I don't have it. Can I get a cookie brownie? <laughs> what? <laughs> how are we, we, we doing on time? Uh, we, we are <laughs> Anything a, with an inflection at it, like is like... a buck twenty. That's and what so I do with like. We should bring in our friends over here, though. Should okay. We do you want to? I mean, this this show is running long. We no, should I think probably. You, you should stay because I think I think it would be really funny for you guys to to talk for in sixty seconds in your language. I think that would just be a gag. Okay. Want a good fun gimmick? A little bit of Dutch. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Yeah. A little yeah, bit yeah, of Dutch. We can do that. Yeah, and come tell your stories in 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 your language. I know. I, I'm springing this on you, Jeff, but it's just like... Oh, it's okay. It's just, I think it'd be funny. <laughs> All right. Hey, guys. In, go ahead. Philip, do you yeah, want to introduce yeah. our, our Yeah, a bit of... Um, first in English, and then and then maybe you guys... Um, yeah, so it's uh, AP Amsterdam Phil here, and um, I'll be hosting... Um, <laughs> the Dutchman. A little Dutch uh, podcast here, like a podcast in a podcast. And um, I'll now be switching over to Dutch. Goedemiddag mensen. Uh, vrienden en uh, trouwe luisteraars uit New Orleans en de wijde omgeving. Uh, we doen een klein beetje Nederlands hier. Uh, we zullen... Uh, uh, we'll do some guttural noises. Like... And uh, don't be like scared or offended. It's just normal. For, for us, like it's the Dutch. way it's the way we speak. Back to Dutch. Back to Dutch. Uh, back to the Dutch. Um, ja, we zijn hier. Uh, uh, we beginnen zo meteen aan het tweede Jazzfest weekend. En ik heb wat, uh, ik heb wat Nederlandse vrienden bij me. Um, en zoals ik dat meestal beschrijf, is dat ik een uh, vriend bij me heb, uh, wiens uh, dochter beste vrienden is met mijn dochter. En uh, daarom is uh, op een gegeven moment uh, Edward meegekomen. En dan heb ik een vriendin bij me die al uh, 20 jaar lang uh, mijn buurvrouw is. En uh, gisteren nog over gehad, hè? hoe dat uh, tot stand is gekomen, die kennismaking. Uh, wat hadden we dingen over de kledingkeuze van die tijd. En dan heb ik nog een vriendin die uh, ook nog een uh, collega van me is. Dus uh, we hebben Marlies, Annemarie en Edward. En ik uh, wou even beginnen met, uh, met Annemarie. Annemarie, wat vind je het allerleukste aan Jazzfest tot nu toe. En kun je ook nog wat persoonlijke dingen vertellen... over je ontmoeting met onze eigenlijke gastheer? Ah, ah ja. Uh, <laughs> 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 nou, Philip, ja, 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 zo, ja. Ik ben uh, uh, antropoloog. Dus dat betekent dat ik altijd meteen... ook ja, een beetje participatief onderzoek doe. Je, je mag ook bepaalde zinnen in het Engels doen. Als je denkt van even oh, leuk, misschien moet je Engels doen, mag dat. <laughs> No, I just said I'm an anthropologist and I like to do some participative uh, um, investigation. So that means like interacting with people and getting to know the American. And well, that's, <laughs> I guess that's the most that interesting cool. part. <laughs> <laughs> so so cross-cultural <laughs> immersion? Would like cross-cultural, yeah. cross-generational, whatever comes on, on your path. <laughs> um, 
Ja, misschien... Voor uh, nou, I yeah. think. Oké, okay. Marlies. Uh, <laughs> Marlies, wil jij wat vertellen over jezelf? <laughs> wil ik wat vertellen over mezelf? Ja, iets, iets korts. Iets beknopt. Iets korts. Iets lekkers, iets luchtigs. Rood haar. I drank a red-headed slut the other day. Yeah. Do you know? I did. I heard that was possible. <laughs> so, I'll continue in Dutch then. No, go ahead. <laughs> nee, ja, wat zou ik zeggen? Jazzfest was er niet zonder jou. Misschien wil je iets vertellen nee. over uh, gisteravond in Baton Rouge? Ja. Yeah. Ontmoetingen in de bar? Baton Rouge was quite interesting last night. Oh, back the, to the like tone we're just back goes to down. something redheaded again about. here. The, I can't even say it. We thought Baton Rouge would be really nice, quiet. We could recuperate a bit from the first days of Jazz Fest. But it turned out we got up or ended up at a rowdy neighborhood bar yeah. with people who looked sane. But were the complete opposite. Ah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll go, I'll, I'll go all the way. I met that is what guy. Baton Rouge is known for because it's the seat of our government. Yeah, yeah we visited. There was a the joke in there. That was, <laughs> so it was kind of embedded. In <laughs> but you're comfortable saying that. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. I met up with this guy at the bar, and he was, well, intoxicated, or was, I don't know if it was slightly or heavily. But he started out the conversation with telling me that he could enter any room anywhere and sniff redheads ah. in a crowd ah. and how good they smelled down below. Oh, yeah. So this was his opening ah. line. I think that's the part that you change to Dutch now. Yeah. Back to Dutch people. That's like this American man. So I don't think it's... It's like Joe Biden. It's like Joe Biden. Right, yeah. No, he snuggles, right? He's a snuggler. Snuggle Perez. Dus maar misschien wil Ed ook nog wat vertellen. Ja, Edward. Stolze. Well known for his Amstel. Well known for his Amstel ad campaigns. Yes. Normally, he, normally he introduces me as the organizer of the Dutch Headwind Cycling Championships, which is quite special. But, but because when you're the Dutch Headwind Cycle Champion, you're the World Headwind Cycle Champion. Yes. So that was normal. Yes. So I like, didn't yeah. like this introduction as much as I did that one. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll, I'll try I hope again. I corrected it by the <laughs> by, by now. Oh, or should I do it in Dutch? No. I'll, I'll do it again. Edward Stolze, uh, uitvinder en organisator van het NK Tegenwind fietsen. Uh, gehouden iedere, meestal november op de Oost-Scheldedam, als het minimaal windkracht 6 is op uh, ouderwetse uh, fietsen zonder versnellingen. This must be really tough for your listeners, does it? <laughs> I mean, no. Yeah, I don't even like the language. Yeah? <laughs> 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 I was so much enjoying you guys before this, hè? Eh? <laughs> <laughs> And now this happens. Yeah, the gezonde tegenzin. Yeah, yeah. I was, uh, like I said, I was trying to hide out there, but okay. <laughs> Still. Uh, we, 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 we don't let anybody hide out on It's a Good uh, Life Bay, okay, okay. Bay podcast. Eventually. Except. If we're at an hour and 20 minutes, you know, you're in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> 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 It's an old area exposed. <laughs> That's you know, right. Yeah. Exactly. 
Oh boy! So uh, I think uh, that might conclude the Dutch section. Okay, yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, the, yeah. the uh, five minutes of Dutch. When I was in the back, I did want to shout an example because you are making fun of the Dutch in, in the Ajax <laughs> shop. But I had a very similar story here at the International House of Pancakes. Oh, please! Tell I love the name. That. Yes. I love the name. International House. The International of House of Pancakes. Pancakes. I mean, you go into I and I, I I had this three times. So you go into the International House of Pancakes and you want six pancakes, yeah, like you you might want to have six pancakes with you <laughs> your family or something. So you tell the woman, "Can I have six pancakes?" And she says, "No, we don't do six. It's like it's like <laughs> the, the one in the ice. Yes, we yes. don't do six. No. And then and then you look at the, uh, you look at the menu. Say, okay, can I have two stacks of three? She says, "Of course." <laughs> <laughs> Three times, three different <laughs> IHOPs. I mean, yeah, this yeah. policy. Yeah, yeah. So that's right. I think we are sort of alike in this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you have that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. These issues in retail, huh? in in the retail, in stores, yeah. and things yeah, like that. Yeah, that's American retail. It happens. happens. It happens. Yeah, yeah. yeah you get that. International marketing. Law pancakes. And of pancakes. <laughs> yeah, right. But don't you love the name? You guys are used to it, of course. <laughs> but I love it. <laughs> It is good. It and is good. I'm yeah. an advertising guy. Yes. Oh, yeah. so one more oh you are. I'm, leaving. Okay. I'm, I'm going back to the couch. Today, but <laughs> okay, good. We yeah. also we also like to visit the Waffle House, of course. Hey? Oh, yeah, it's much better. It's much better than I much, have. I think much more. I think more sincere. Hey? Because yeah, yeah. They, they have still. They look like the 55s. Yes, yes, right. But the they diner. Have this, they style. have behind the counter. There's this sign, and it says, "You had a choice, and you chose us." <laughs> Thank you. And we didn't know if that was a compliment or they were making fun of us. Eh? Yeah. Because yeah. indeed, you had a choice yeah. and you chose us. I, I, but I like him. And some ad person sold a, them on that. Yeah. Most probably. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure. Right. Yeah. 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 Right. Right. That is, that's terrific. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you guys. Oh. Interesting. I was, you I was know. at Waffle House at 4 in the morning last night. Look, Waffle House is based in Atlanta, Georgia, and IHOP is based in. Houston, Texas. Oh yeah, I believe yeah. So you know that's a lot of what you need to know is right there. Jeff, that you is some that is some range. I know about my breakfast chains in America, man. <laughs> I know where they come from. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Um, so Joel, we're at where's about Chi- where's Chick Fil A from? What? Oh God, I have no idea so where Chick Fil A is from. Charlotte? No, Burma. yeah, no. Not a fast food joint that I'm going to anytime no, soon because they're not friendly. No, no, they're against. But they put a nice pickle on a nice piece of chicken. <laughs> <laughs> pickle on the chicken. <laughs> That's right. Uh, <laughs> oh my God. All right. Okay. So we're at about a buck thirty right now. Do we want to take a break? I think so. Right at yeah. this point, and uh, maybe we'll come back for a third. Maybe episode. we will. Who knows? But we need to post that first one, right? Right. Get it Egg out there. Jubilee is playing. Ego Jubilee is playing tomorrow. I don't, we're playing tomorrow. Yeah. I don't know if people who are listening to this particular podcast are going to hear this before or after. Who knows that? Who knows? Right. Exactly. But uh, we are, as of right now, in linear real time, playing tomorrow, Thursday, twelve fifty to one fifty, at the Lenyap stage, and uh, we'll be there with bells on. I'm speaking for myself, of course. But uh, yeah, and we'd we'll like to uh, thank Mick Jagger. Oh, making it all possible. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Mick, for your heart condition. 
<laughs> for, and for the 19 slots yeah. that opened up as a result of the uh, Rolling Stones canceling, yeah. one of which was given to the Egg Yolk Jubilee. Yeah, thank, yeah. And we appreciate that, Rolling Stones. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. Big so round much. of applause for the Rolling Stones for not making it this year. <laughs> Jeez, that's so dark. You can't always get what you want, dude. You can't always get what you want. It's true. You can well, try. I try to get what I want. Yeah, yeah. What you yeah. Need. But you it's like you get what you need. Scratching. Like, you get what you need. And what Egg Yolk yeah. Jubilee needed this year was a performance at the Jazz Festival. Yeah, you're right. And so we got that. Right. Yeah, you we'll be there that. tomorrow. Yep. Yeah. It's okay. Ki- it's, kiz- it's kismet. Bro. Listen, and like I said as well, um, the big rehearsal is going down tonight. You know, so we're gonna finalizing our performance we have a guest singer who's going to be coming in anthony green who goes back uh as a neighbor and friend here in new orleans who performs with a band called the gutter brothers who just did uh several sold out shows in back in england they enjoyed some fame he's from new orleans and uh, experienced his greatest fame and and highest uh uh accolades in a band uh when he was playing in england and uh fresh off of that tour back here and he plays with a band called the revivalists here in town as well and uh so he's going to be joining us uh for a few uh tunes there at the awesome. end of the set as well and i'll put it I'm, I'm sorry what's that what instrument does he play he's a singer and he, he nor he plays bass in uh revivalists yeah uh, the big tall guy yeah and uh so he's going to be uh he's going to be joining us and what else do i have to say oh so tonight uh, at the rehearsal, it'll be determined who uh, is going to be available tomorrow for the plus one ticket opportunities that arise in the Ego Jubilee. I know Joel has raised his hand as well. First. I'm putting it out there um, as fair game because we put it out there in the last podcast as well. But uh, if anybody's like in need of a ticket or something like that, probably two slots will be available uh, going into the Jazz Fest accompanying the Egg Yolk Jubilee. Well, and like carrying And gear, schlepping some gear. Schlepping some beer. <laughs> and finding some beer, which is what I did for you guys last time. Oh, yeah. Two years ago. But you get the backstage I pass, you know, and stuff, and like all kinds of... That's you get a, you we, get that's a couple benefits. That's nice. yeah. You get some bennies. You get some yeah. bennies. Yeah, you get a few bennies. But you have to be there at the time yeah. that we go in. That's right. That's the important thing, or else you miss out. Oh. So... I got a plug. Oh, we'll make it easily. Yeah, okay. Yeah, all right. no problem. All right. Uh, Griper, you have a plug? Yeah, Griper, yeah. you have any plugs? No. Anyone else have a plug? No. no. Plug? Plug? No, Roosevelt. I have a plug. I have a plug. 2 a.m. show. Uh, yeah. 2 a.m. show 2 at the Roosevelt? Roosevelt. Yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, good. Yeah, right. Cool. And, and you will be there. Um, I'm going to do a shameless plug real quick. Jeff. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Do I need to put on some effects? Uh, shameless, shameless plug of okay. the week. Okay. Um, about your pubes again? So it's yeah, about this my, is about your pubes. This is about my golden pubes. <laughs> oh boy, here we go. Because just because my hair <laughs> is a silver fox, no, that's not. What, <laughs> that's not. What that's I was, not what you wanted to go on about. <laughs> Amsterdam, Philip, everybody who's a listener of the podcast. Provocateur. Uh, it's totally. It's really funny getting to know someone who knows you better than you know them because they've listened simply to through shit, a, through, through a podcast. Through a, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's, it's really interesting. Halfway across the globe, it's an existentialist sort stuff. of like that's weird the world thing. we live in now. Yeah. It is. Um, <laughs> as a lot of you people know, people, <laughs> listeners, uh, I started JD, JDV booking last spring or whatever, and I'm now booking through a company called Advancement Agency. And we just added to our roster. This this is really shameless, but it's like our our Delay 
It's like Irma, yes. Th- Irma Thomas. Fantas- well, James The Williams, Soul Queen of New Orleans. James Martin Band. Excellent. Uh, saxophonist. Derek Freeman, Helen Gillet. Super talented um, people. My, you know, like Michael Watson, um, Smokers World, Soul, you know, Soul Brass Band. Steve Myers, our buddy, friend of the pod. Steve Myers is, is on like, the roster. He's on the roster. He's now? on the roster. Are Tom, you serious? Tom, Mc, Tom McDermott. Tom McDermott is on the roster now yep. too. And uh, Wes Warm Daddy Anderson. Wow. From um, yes, you know, the when Marcellus Big Band. That's right. Yeah, that's right. So jazz legend. Those are just some of the um, new acts that we just announced like two days ago. Dude, so the company's expanding. Yeah. And, and you're expanding your role. So I'm tired. In, in quasi, quasi booking and also management. Yeah. Right? Mostly booking, yeah. Yeah, but yeah. there is some, some there quasi, are some quasi-management things, right? Because there's some hand hand. Holdle. Some hand holding, hand, hand holding, some some rider coddling, hand holding, coddle. <laughs> well, coddling and holding, holding and coddling are the same. Anyway, coddling, it's all good. Yeah, <laughs> holding, <laughs> exactly. Holding, holding, whatever. Well, it's okay. Well, good. Well, good for you yeah. on that, man. Yeah. And uh, you know, it's good that you're staying busy and that the company's expanding and everything. Yeah. And we wish everybody success on there. Obviously, Derek's on the show. Uh, totally, quite Derek, a bit. Derek, Derek Freeman's yeah. our main guy. Yeah, exactly. So Band. That's right. Check it out. And the only reason I'm bringing it up because it's Jazz Fest time, it's music time, and you know we're very proud to have uh, you know all these artists on our roster. That's right. And I think that we may have uh, broken our record for the longest episode that we've <laughs> ever done. We <laughs> now at a buck thirty six here. <laughs> yeah. You know, and uh, anybody, no like, one's listening. We're gonna put some notes on there. You know, <laughs> if you want to scrub through it, you can. You know, that's that's the genius of. Uh, non-linear, non-real-time podcast. We don't edit, you scrub. We don't edit, you scrub. That's right, exactly. That's how we do This is revolutionary ideas happening on the It's a Good Life Bay podcast, including We Call You, right? We don't have listeners call in. We call you. We call you. That's right. And you, we don't edit, you scrub. You scrub. It's on you, bro. That's right. So, and essentially, you just come in, sit down, talk in the microphone, and then we put it online. That's how it happens. You can get it's this, a good uh, this uh, ADS app. Oh yeah, yeah. Automatic Dutch scrubbing. Oh yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll do that. Was that uh, put out by your ad agency? <laughs> you handle it. You guys handle that. <laughs> uh, okay, folks. It's a goodlifebabe.com. Jeff and Joel's tales from New Orleans. We'll catch up with you next time. Happy Jazz Fest to everybody out there. Come out tomorrow. We'll, uh, hey, Joe Jubilee, rocking. Okay, we'll see you then. Jesus Christ. <laughs> 